host, I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'll be discussing co-parenting with a narcissist. Dealing with narcissistic abusers is always difficult, but needing to co-parent with a narcissistic partner or ex-partner creates an extremely sensitive and tricky terrain. Throughout this podcast, I'm going to bring insights from an article labeled Co-Parenting with a Narcissist, Tips for Making it Work by Ashley Marson. In many instances, narcissistic partners will look to use the child against the other parent. This may manifest itself in not agreeing to custody and other arrangements, not acting nice or agreeable for your child's sake, or interfering with your child's routine, appointments, and belongings. Unless there is an impending threat to the child's safety, getting along will be best in order to create an environment where the children can feel safe and have the best shot at a bright future. It is difficult, mostly because of the need for control the narcissistic abusers have, but there are some tips on how to make it work, given the circumstances. The first is to establish a legal parenting plan. According to the article by Ashley Marson, narcissists may want to be in the picture as much as possible. If you strike a legal parenting plan or custody agreement, you'll have everything in writing. That way, if your ex starts demanding more time or trying to manipulate certain situations, it's formally enforced by a party outside the relationship. A plan might include things like who pays for medical costs, visitation schedules for everyday living, and visitation schedules for holidays. Whatever is covered under your custody agreement should be written down and detailed so there are absolutely no gray areas that could be exploited. The next tip is to maintain firm boundaries. Narcissists feed on the reaction they get from others, good or bad. Setting up boundaries is a way that you can limit your ex's ability to get you fired up. For example, you may suggest that you communicate only through text or email. That way, you have some time to react before you respond to requests and other communications coming your way. Boundaries can extend to your ex's relationship with your child as well. If your court-ordered agreement allows, consider scheduling specific times with your ex when he can call or speak to your child during visitations. Stick to your boundaries and stick to them strongly. The narcissist may not respond well to having boundaries set at first, but with time, you'll find that they're extremely necessary and helpful. Furthermore, avoid speaking ill of the other parent in front of the child. Along with this, it's a good idea to keep conflicts with your ex and specific name-calling or other complaints to yourself, or perhaps a trusted friend, family member, or a therapist. Ranting just puts the child in the center of a conflict that they did not ask to be a part of. It adds stress and the pressure to take sides. The next tip, avoid emotional arguments. Again, try to keep your emotions out of the mix. Your ex is likely to revel in seeing you angry, anxious, and upset. Don't give them satisfaction. And when it comes to arguments, avoid using your child as a go-between negotiator or to otherwise gather information. Keep things between you and your ex. If this is especially hard for you to master, try treating your communication with your ex like it is a job. Much like a job, you do not have to agree on everything, but you do have to work together. This mindset may help you muscle through rough discussions and keep the conflict to a minimum. Next, document everything. Write it all down or keep a digital log of things you feel are important. This might include dates and times when your ex won't grant the agreed upon visitation or any abuse neglect that you suspect. Anything that does not feel right or isn't being executed as you've agreed should be recorded 
if you want to take action on it. You may even want to bring an unbiased person, a neighbor for example, to serve as a witness to what you are describing. All the evidence you gather can be used in court to help you with custody. No detail is too small. Furthermore, maintain perspective on conflicts even during the worst times. Be sure to acknowledge what you are up against. Underneath the exterior of bold confidence, the narcissist is actually extremely sensitive to criticism and likely has a profoundly low self-esteem. Your conflicts are much less about the situation at hand and far more about the ego. Knowing this is half the battle. What's important is that you stay sane and your child's safety is placed number one. Advocate for your child and keep their interests closest to your heart. In the long run, shifting the focus off all the spats and keeping your efforts on what's truly important will only strengthen your relationship with your child. Lastly, work on yourself and your mental health. When you are taking care of your own needs, when you are engaging in self-care, you are in a much better position to be there for your child, offering the best version of yourself to them. This includes healing your past relationship and childhood wounds and inner faulty childhood programming, as well as distorted perceptions of what a relationship should be like. By doing this, you allow the child to see an example of the way a person should be, should act, and should engage in relationships. This will create a pathway for the child to hopefully one day see past the abuse of the abusive ex-partner and be influenced to go on a similar healing journey to health when they eventually grow up. The struggle is real for those in this extremely tough spot. It can feel like you are living in a constant battleground. That being said, it is important to take it by day by day and not beat yourself up or shame yourself for putting your kids in this position. If you are struggling to heal from past abuse, if you find yourself in the situation where you are constantly forced to engage with a narcissistic abuser, Allow me to, first of all, help you identify relationship patterns and wounds and childhood programming that need healing, and ultimately allow you to protect yourself from further exploitation even though you are forced to engage with emotional and psychological perpetrators. If this is something you are struggling with, please do reach out. I offer a free 15-minute consultation. I can be reached by email, yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at psychologicalhealingcenter.com by phone, 252-696-4852. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. It is an absolute honor to bring you this information today. Until next time, I'll see you.